Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game? Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. Unlock your dream with the key of passion and motivation. It will open the door of fortune to make your life a sensational success story. Dr. N.L. Kumar Singha. Hi, and thank you so much for tuning into today's episode, which is a teaching episode, Be a Master Salesperson by Becoming the Trusted Advisor, or How I Learned to Sell a Luxury Product as an In-Home Makeup Consultant. And hi, this is Lucy, and I need to say right here and right now that I'm allowing myself to be perfectly imperfect as I begin this journey as a podcaster. It is my heart's desire to impact your life, to share tips, to keep you motivated, and also maybe giving you permission to be imperfectly perfect. Some people may just need to hear that. So I decided to just claim it out loud. Uh, I am a recovering perfectionist. I made a lot of progress. But starting something new is always a little bit scary. And it is reminding me of how it was scary starting a business from nothing 37 years ago. And so I honor wherever you are on your journey. My intention with this podcast is to share practical and motivational insights that will keep you moving towards your goals. And if you would like more information on my coaching program or other products that I develop, you can go to lucydumascoaching.com and I would love to hear from you. And you'll see that there's a little ebook you can download about marketing, 10 big ideas for marketing in the real world and love for you to share comments on that send me emails and join my private group so also i want to remind you that if you share rate like join then this podcast will grow and and continue all right so here we go with the lesson Becoming a master salesperson. My superpower is selling three to eight wall portraits and a book almost each and every time. My photography is of children and families currently, and I deeply believe in the value of large art pieces in people's homes. And so that is my goal to inspire and excite them to want to create these lifetime portraits. The core, as I began to coach, I realized that I had a system. I'd been doing it so long that until I began teaching it, I didn't know that I have a step-by-step way and that there's actually a name for it. I didn't coin this term, but I call it becoming the trusted advisor. And every step of the way, when I'm working with a client from the first contact, 
actually from the first place they find out about me. So if they find me at a charity event, they've purchased a gift certificate, or they find my website, or they meet me networking, or, or any other way, that the initial contact gives them a sense that I'm somebody professional and trustworthy. Then from that first phone call, I begin to form a relationship, make a connection. That connection is, it starts with asking them questions and going more deeply into the the love that they have for the people that they want to be photographed. And that includes for themselves or their pet or their children or their entire family. Um, There's always love there. And so as I have a conversation initially, before I give them any pricing information, I am helping them picture what it would be like to work with me, helping them feel like I see them, and having them surrender little by little to my leadership. Because from that point, as I advise them on the clothing to wear, the time to meet, I have preparations that when we get together for a planning consultation, we go over little tips, things like bringing snacks and not bribing your children because bribery gets you nowhere with <laughs> with a photography session, unless it's just a short range. If you do this for five minutes, here's your price. So anywho, so what I realized one day is that how I learned my process actually started when I was selling skincare at home, like a, like a Mary Kay, um, it's a product called Jafra, and they had excellent training on how to sell. And I was doing that to supplement my income while I was growing my photography business, not realizing I was also learning some amazing and practical tips for how to become a trusted advisor slash master salesperson. So I wanted to tell you some of the things that I learned from this. And as I thought about it, I realized, first of all, they're both luxury items. Makeup, skincare, you can wash your face with a bar of soap and go out in the world. You do not need, I mean, I need it, I love it, but (laughs) you don't need fancy schmancy lotions and potions. So selling makeup is selling something that is a promise in the future. It's, it's really intangible because the results are something that will happen as they use the products. That is the same with photography. We, especially in this industry, in the portrait industry, a little more than in the wedding industry, we are doing a little bit of speculation. At least that's how I find the most success is they are jumping in initially for a certain investment. And then my job is to wow them and build the desire so that then they purchase significantly more and are super, super happy about it. And they don't quite know what they're going to get. I cannot, unless it's, let's say, an executive 
session, a business portrait. I don't love the word headshot. I'm not my, you know, the word shot, not my favorite. (laughs) Anyway, but it's cool if you use that and you like it. No judgment here. Anyway, that's predictable. But some of the other things that I do, it I'm painting a picture. So, so that's one thing that both have in common. The other is that the buyers are primarily women. I have very, very few men who contact me wanting a session and then follow through on a family portrait or back when I did weddings for 10 years, it was rarely the groom. So it's a, women are the buyers. So here's, a, here's some of the lessons that I learned. And especially for those of you who are just starting, I know it's so hard. Your friends and your family, you they don't get it. They're not, it's harder to get them to invest thousands of dollars because they just know you as a person, not as the great and powerful photographer that you are. So lesson number one is it is so much harder to sell to friends and family than strangers. So the sooner you can move past the friend zone and and find people who didn't know you before, the sooner you'll be able to charge what you are worth, what you want, and be seen as a professional. Often, when we work for friends or family, there is potential for some hard feelings. So you want to be careful with that and not get your feelings hurt if they don't live up to your expectations. But find the wonderful stranger that's going to love what you do. Number two, I learned to use very descriptive words that paint a picture, to throw in lots of adjectives, creamy, glowing, silky. This is not photography. This is, you know, the, let's say, uh, the lotion or something. And that translates in photography. I use words like investment and I don't, Use the word shoot. I say portrait sessions. You know, this is going to this is going to tug at your heart. This is going to impact you. You're going to have lifetime treasures. The word treasures. So, languaging is important when you're selling a luxury item. Also, I learned to have passion and enthusiasm in my voice, but not like that. <laughs> but you know, when I would go to these women's homes and I would set out my little trays and they'd all sit around and we'd be doing facials on themselves if I just sat there very calmly and said, here, try this on. It's nice. I probably would not have been very successful. But if I said, oh my gosh, you're just going to love this. Here, try this. Feel it. Feel how your skin just feels like baby skin now with the tones. That that's why I did very well and it was a nice supplement as I was building my photography business. So at all times when I'm with clients selling on the phone, on location, I am enthusiastic. One of the tips that I heard a long time ago and it might have been at the sales training is to smile when you call. Some people put a mirror where their telephone is. Now, that's back when we had telephones plugged in the wall. So whatever you can do 
to remind yourself to smile. And let's see if you can get this. Um, hello, everybody. I am happy to be here. Hello, everybody. I am happy to be here. Which one was a smile? Second one, of course. <laughs> Number four. I learned to have a plan, a start to finish sales plan. When I just walked into the room and if I were just to put the makeup out, let them try it, throw out a, a price sheet and wait, nothing would have happened. And that is true with photography as well. My sales plan starts with a phone call, as I mentioned, to the consultation, how I photograph and what types of photography, the variety, the backgrounds, all that is part of my sales plan. I'm planting seeds all the way along for the final purchase. But also in the consult in the sales room, I have a system step by step. When I'm teaching it, I even number them. Step one, we do a slideshow. Step two, we do yes, no's, and maybes. Step three, we take out similar ones. We do some comparing and take out similars. Four, we place into wall, small, and album groupings. Five, I do another slideshow of just the wall group. Six, we sort it down, and seven, they decide what they want, and eight, they give me a million bucks. <laughs> so it's very systematic. It, again, it's that tr trusted advisor, and it comforts them when they can tell that I have a system. Number five, I learned that people don't call back and order later. I had kind of forgotten that until. Till I was, you know, thinking about all of the, the comparisons because I know this in my photography, but very often at these, we call them classes, not parties, you know, for skincare and makeup, they would say, well, I'll, can I take the brochure home and I'll call you an order later? And of course they didn't. And that is also true with photography. One of the reasons I think that what I've coined the term post and pray <laughs> way of selling is can be frustrating and not successful because you're asking them to see the images, but then they have a certain amount of time to decide and order and people get busy and things become less important. So when I'm sitting with them and guiding them, or even in a pinch when I'm doing a live call with a screen share to guide them to the purchase and to get them to that end result and making a decision and paying for it or doing a deposit, that is critical. That anytime they're going to finish the order later, the enthusiasm is less that emotional impact of your work is diminished. Who can remember what they feel about a photograph that they're looking at? They feel it when they're looking at it. So get the sale. That's my point. Get the money. <laughs> because, not because of the money, but because you know and I know how much these are going to mean to our clients. These are lifetime treasures. Never to be repeated. 
So whatever you do, don't listen to the can I order later. I also think this is kind of in the same vein, but when they say no or offer objections, I've learned a lot of creative ways to address them. For example, I, I'll think about it really means please give me more reasons to say yes. And um, that's a whole other conversation. Someday I'll do a podcast on like my, the top 10 uh, objection handling phrases. So I'm going to put that on my list. Seven, I learned how to give good phone. I learned to follow up on leads. I learned to do reminder calls and to express my gratitude. Number eight, and this is something, okay, I'm not going to get on a tangent about this, but dress professionally. Dress better than they're probably going to be dressed unless they come from work. When I did weddings, I cannot tell you how many times people, like wedding coordinators said, oh my gosh, I'm so happy to see somebody dressed like they're coming to a wedding. And, you know, I wasn't in a prom dress, but I was in a nice, a, a nice jacket and nice pair of pants or a nice skirt. And I wear clothes that feel like pajamas, but there's also a little, a little style to them. If there happen to be leggings, whatever goes on top is very long. I don't wear jeans. I don't wear shorts. I don't wear flip-flops. Even when I'm just delivering something quickly, I throw on a little top, maybe I put a scarf around my neck, a little lipstick, something that says, I am a businesswoman. And this is especially true if, like me, you have a residential studio. Treating it as a business, I know that when we're working, we're crawling around, especially if we're photographing children you know, and you're on your knees, well, there's comfortable clothes that still look professional that, and or at least when we, like, I may take the jacket off, I may take the scarf off, but that first impression is this is a woman who's in business. It's, it's not a hobby. And I, okay. And a really big one that I learned right away from classes on skincare is not to serve alcohol until the order is complete. What would happen is either they would stall out and they wouldn't order, or they would overorder and cancel the next day. And I found that to be true also in selling portraits. Is, you know, if I pop a nice bottle of champagne or a glass of Pinot Grigio, and even like for me, if I have half a glass, I'm a little... I'm not as sharp. And I'm asking them to make big decisions and invest thousands of dollars in art. And I need them sharp. And I don't need them impulse buying. Um, I do a lot of a lot of galas and charity auctions. And I find that that the bidding is very slow until they've had several drinks and then and then the guests walk around and they sign up for everything. And I think um, if you're listening and you wonder 
how come sometimes you never get a response from people if you've done a charity auction? And I never thought about this till this minute, but highly possible they were, you know, they'd had a few and they didn't even remember that they purchased it. And maybe they didn't even want it as much as they were there to have fun and donate. And just a little aside, I always insist on the getting the contact information, especially the phone number in that circumstance, because they're so grateful when I call. And anywho, that's a little aside. All right, this is a big one, and I'm going to talk about this for the rest of forever, however long this podcast lasts, however long I'm breathing. <laughs> it's the power of intention. I have an intention of what I want them to purchase, and I picture it. I picture it in their home. I picture their reaction. Before each sale, I visualize how much they're going to buy, and, and I kind of fill my heart with gratitude as if it's already happened. And you know what? More times than not, they, they reach that, that goal that I had in mind and more. Okay, so number 11. The importance of really believing in what you're selling and doing your best to communicate that. That skincare that I sold, I had used it for 12 years and I loved it. So that enthusiasm mapped across. And you might have already picked up listening today that I love and value portraits and albums and family heirlooms of photography. Probably, I think it's one of the, if not the most important possession that most people own, it's one of them. If you think about when people have had to evacuate or they've lost their home in a fire or a flood, so often on the news, the person that's standing there sad says, the only thing I really care about, you know, assuming, of course, the pets and all the humans are safe, but the only thing I care about is the photographs. So because I believe in that and I have that passion for it, the clients pick up on it and then they invest well based on my passion because then they pick it up. Number 12, I learned not to prejudge people. I would show up at a fancy home with people that showed up dressed to the nines with tons of jewelry and I would think, oh my gosh, this is going to be a $1,000 order or a $4,000 order. And it would be like I'd go home with like 50 bucks worth of, you know, a couple lipsticks and, you know, a blush as an order. And the same happens to me with photography clients, where sometimes they've got a fancy home, a fancy car, lots of jewelry, and they don't order well. And in both the makeup days and now, very often people who who have modest environments, who are dressed casually, who, you know, just have a nice car, but not a, you know, I don't know what the most fancy one is the world in the world. I have had some fancy cars drive up to my home. Some of my neighbors have said, but anyway, you just don't know. 
There's four kinds of people or four kinds of buyers. We'll say there's billions of kinds of people, (laughs) but there's four kinds of people in terms of my product. One, they can afford what I offer and they want what I offer. Two, they cannot afford what I offer, even though they would want and love it. Three, they can afford it, but they don't value it. And four, they can't afford it and they don't value it. So my job is to find the people that can afford it and can buy it, but I never know by first impressions. So these tips and more are things that I love, love, love to share. And if you have any questions, feel free to connect with me about that. Um, I want to thank you so much for tuning in to the Be a Master Salesperson. And I want you to, sorry, okay, here's that imperfect thing going on here now. How do I close this? So I want to close this by inviting you to get into my circle. I have a Facebook page that I'd love you to like. It's Lucy Dumas, Lucy with an I, at Insight Training for Photographers. I'd also love you to join my private group, which is Insight Training for Photographers. And if you want to know more about my coaching or products that I will, that I may already have or will have in the future, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. And again, you'll see a, a download for my little ebook. And the thing I love about my ebook is that it is not about social marketing. It's about how you hit the streets. So it's 10 big ideas for marketing in the real world. And it's hit the streets and find your ideal clients. So thank you so, 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 so much for listening. And be sure to, you know, like and post and share and review and all that good stuff. And I will catch you next time. You have been listening to The Highly Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.